out today it's a different place all the same with a new face with strange mysteries hanging in the air people in their sane minds swear they see you today are you looking for the love they took away everyone knows that you couldn't bear the pain so you took your life in the pouring rain you took your life in the pouring rain spookiest of greetings to each and every single one of you those tunes that just went through the old listening vessels is courtesy of my pal bobby mackey and i of course am your host tessa morrow the woman she looks around her room one last time pictures of her and her friends on the wall in a funky but fun collage she gives extra attention to her favorite picture her and her best friend arms wrapped around each other They have the biggest, most goofiest smiles plastered on their faces. They had just gotten back from a carnival and were on cloud nine. Her favorite bands on large posters also reside on the wall. She looks at the mirror positioned on her dresser and looks, gazes deep into her eyes. How the hell did things get so messed up? In one week, her life got flipped, turned upside down. She lost her job. Her boyfriend of three years leaves her for someone else. And her parents decide that they're just going to move the family somewhere far away. Oh, yeah. And her best friend, the gal in the picture with her, just got into a huge catfight with her. If someone told her a week ago that any of these things would happen to her, she would call bull on them. Her eyeshadow and mascara are running as tears vigorously run down her face. Usually she would wipe them away, freshen her face up, be on her way. But not now. She no longer cares. She's only 17. And she doesn't know that life is going to throw curveballs one's way once in a while. And yeah, sometimes bad things happen all at once. But there's usually solutions to bandage up the pain and the sorrow. She doesn't see it that way, though. She bends down. She kisses her dog, says goodbye to him, and walks away. Makeup, running, and all. The teenage woman walks on the path through the sea of trees. Millions of thoughts and memories are flooding her mind. But she's somewhat distracted. Her stomach is in severe knots, a combination of stress and nerves. As she walks, she notices a tent off the beaten path. She walks past it. (laughs) Is it her imagination or does she hear weeping coming from within that tent? She sighs and keeps walking. She then sees a rope on the ground. She steps over it and she keeps walking. After what seems like an eternity, she stops and looks up. Gnarly branches hanging overhead. She takes her backpack off, tosses it on the ground. She takes out her rope 
and throws it towards the gnarly branch. Tears rapidly running down her face, makeup running and all. Aokigahara Forest is the name, but Suicide Forest is what many people call it. The forest also is known as Japan's Demon Forest. In Japanese mythology, Akigahara is believed to be haunted by demons. For this reason alone, there are many locals, many, many locals that refuse to step foot into this hauntingly eerie forest. It is highly believed that those who walk into that forest will never return. And with as many deaths that take place there, it's not that hard to believe because yeah, many walk in and they truly never leave. The surroundings, they're gorgeous. It's at the base of Mount Fuji. While many come each year to walk in the forest and enjoy its beauty in the wilderness, the raw, pure beauty, several come with darker and more permanent intentions, planning to take their own life in the sea of trees. Many locations around the world are chosen by people for suicide. The forest ranks one of the very highest. It's right behind the Golden Gate Bridge. Most of the bodies found in the forest are hanging from the trees or are overdoses. In fact, there are so many suicides taking place here in this forest that the officials stopped producing the annual numbers as to not so much downplay the situation, but they want people to know that there's more to the forest than taking one's life. Japan is one of the number one countries that people go to die, and I'm unsure why. They travel from all over the world to literally their final destination, Japan. Now, Japan is a gorgeous place. I've never been there, and I've always wanted to go. And yeah, I would love to go to that forest and check it out, but not for the reason many go for. Other locations in Japan include an active volcano called Mount Mihara, in which hundreds have died there, but now they have restricted access, so thankfully things have really kind of stopped there. But unfortunately, if someone is dead set on taking their life, it usually will probably happen. Tojimbo, as well as popular, several plunge off from its cliff every single year. Back to Akigahara Forest. Don't be alarmed if you go there and you see warning signs that read, quote, your life is a precious gift from your parents. Please think about your parents, siblings, and children. Don't keep it to yourself. Talk about your troubles. Another sign says to consult police before you choose to die, while others have suicide prevention programs and phone numbers. Unfortunately, many people have come here just to enjoy the beauty and scenery, go for a nice nature walk, and end up discovering more than they absolutely bargained for. This especially happens if you walk off that trail. Don't leave that trail. Stay on it. It is so easy to absolutely get lost in the suicide forest, the sea of trees. It's insane how easy it is. 
people actually will bring string or a ribbon or whatever to kind of guide themselves through the sea of trees so then they could easily and safely get back out. But more on discovering more than people have bargained for. Some of these discoveries include rotting bodies, nooses, suicide notes, bones, skulls, torn up mementos, such as family pictures, tons of shoes are found, and so on. And several times while finding abandoned possessions, officials and searchers have found a book called The Complete Suicide Manual, which contents suggest that Akagara Forest, the sea of trees, is the perfect place to die. I mean, come on, who comes up with this bullshit? It's like they're encouraging people to do this. You may also see a huge police presence as many people, volunteers, police, forest workers, and so on, wander the forest looking for people trying to take their own lives. And sometimes they do catch someone before they perform the very permanent act. The girl sits there in the suicide forest, the sea of trees, Akigahara Forest, contemplating suicide, when suddenly she hears rustling coming from behind her. She hears heavy footsteps, the crunching of leaves, the sounds, they're coming closer. The man approaches her, quietly and gently. Ma'am, are you okay? Are you lost? The girl's face is red and puffy from endless crying. She can't answer. She's that upset. She, she can't find any words. It's as if she has forgotten her native tongue. The man puts a gentle, comforting hand on her shoulder. It's okay. You're not alone. I'm here if you want to talk. She starts to cry. Do you have any family around nearby? They must be missing you. It's right then and there. Upon hearing the words pour out of this stranger's mouth, this strange man that it didn't matter if her boyfriend broke up with her or that her best friend is mad at her or if she lost that stupid job. She hated working there anyway. Her problems at that moment just seemed so minimal. The man, he looks at her as if reading her thoughts. You know, we all have problems from time to time. You know, life just gets us down. My favorite aunt actually just died. She was like a second mom to me. God, I miss her so much. The girl listens intently, but she doesn't say anything. She only sniffles. The man goes on. A man's body was found hanging from this branch that we stand in front of. His wife, she just died, giving birth to their one and only child. Two days later, the baby died too. His house then burned to the ground and he lost everything. It drove him to madness. And he came here. The man, he looks up at the branch where they retrieved the man's body. He looks back at the woman, a girl really, and says, He came here, but no one found him. Not until it was too late. The man looks away, wipes his cheek. When he looks back, the girl can see that there's a tear forming in his eye. He sighs. 
<sighs> I found that man on that fateful day. And today, I found you. I'm glad I don't have to be the one to call your family and tell them to identify your body. Call them. Please, please call them. Crews and searchers, they've been successful at times locating people in the forest with suicidal intentions. Like my imaginary girl, who, guess what, she gets to go home and live another day. Many others do as well. But many times it's just too late. If you see a tent pitched on the forest ground, usually this means that the person, they're unsure whether or not they're going to kill themselves. They took that extra step, walked into that forest, but they also took that extra step and pitched that tent. They're uncertain of the future, but not wanting to completely let go of it yet. Hundreds have come here to die. This forest is number two on the list of most popular places to die. For example, a few numbers. In 2002, 78 people died here. In 2003, it staggered up to 105 deaths. But 2004 beat that with 108. It's getting so out of hand that one guide discovered 36 bodies in a 37-day period. So many may be thinking, what do they do with all these bodies? The man is going along the path surrounded by trees. It's a beautiful day, and the weather couldn't be more cooperative. In the distance, he can hear the beautiful songs played by birds. A chirp here. Weep! A chirp there. Weep, weep! He always loves enjoying hearing the birds, but today he doesn't care. He is on a mission. He is in search of bodies. The man, he's a forest worker, and it's literally in his job description that he not only searches for bodies, but he has to retrieve them, removing them. While many bodies are eventually found, some never are discovered, or sometimes all that's found are a few bones. The bodies are brought to a forest station where they usually stay until a loved one can come and identify the remains. It isn't uncommon for a forest worker to stay overnight with the corpses, If left alone, it is believed that the spirits will scream all throughout the night. The forest guards will actually play rock, paper, scissors to see who has to stay with the bodies. Now, I don't know. To me, it's like, I I would think that it would be like a taking turns type of deal. Like, what if someone really sucks at that game? And I'm not even saying that to be, you know, a jokester because this is serious stuff. But like, for me... I suck at that game. Like, I never win. Never. Ever. So it's like, oh, okay, Tessa's going to be here with the bodies tonight. Every single time. Akigahara is believed to be haunted not only by the spirits of the people who committed suicide there, but also of the souls that were abandoned during the famine, who died an absolutely horrific death. Now, 
While there's no actual proof that this happened, legend has it that folks would do just that, bringing their elderly or sick family members to the forest to die as they just couldn't afford to feed them. Those left to die in the forest, not by their choice, suicide, but due to total abandonment, is believed to turn into Yuri. Yuri has long been connected and associated with the suicide forest, a form of Japanese folklore. Many people have bore witness to seeing pale white women-like figures cloaked in white robes roaming the forest grounds. Not aggressive, not friendly, just roaming, as if on a mission, forever roaming. They are thought to be Yuri as well. You see, in the Japanese popular belief, if someone dies and they're holding on to resentment or anger, hatred sadness, if they're a vengeful person, you know, they have that much of a negative soul. There's no way for that soul to leave this world. They are forever wandering around, affecting and haunting and taunting the living. This is Yuri. It is still a huge belief in Japan to this very day. With so much death and despair, desperation lingering here, it's no surprise that it is a very paranormally active location. These spirits are thought to glide between the trees. Visitors of the forest have often claimed to have seen apparitions wandering about. There have been many instances when people have been there and they're recording a video or taking pictures, later to find apparitions on film. Another occurrence that's common here is that visitors in the park will hear a blood-curdling scream, but when they search the area that it came from, there's nothing there. Now, granted that, you know, of course, sound travels, and it's a huge, large area, and it can always just be somebody messing around and then escaping before being detected. You know, some immature little kid or, you know, some, I don't know. But that's the debunker in me coming out. I'm sure sometimes it is a paranormal phenomenon or a situation, but I'm sure other times it's coming from no one other but a human. One time, a faceless doll was found upside down, nailed to a tree. And some believe that this was a curse that was left by a person who committed suicide here. Another time, a writer for a popular newspaper in Japan shares that he was in the forest once when suddenly he heard this horrific, terrifying scream. Well, he was searching for the source, searching, 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 and he finds the body of a man. And it's obvious that this man has been dead for a while. And the writer admits that to this very day, he wonders if the scream was from the spirit of the dead man. Many believe that the spirits of the deceased in the forest call out to others, encouraging them to come and take their lives and join them in the afterlife. A Buddhist monk is among the believers. Him, along with other monks, go to the forest and set up altars, and this is used to fight off the evil spirits. It is believed by many that the ones who succeed in suicides here in the forest are chosen. Several times people have come here and done all that's possible to end their lives, but with no success. One account that I found shares that someone who owns a shop right outside the forest went in the forest for a little stroll 
when they came upon a woman who had recently just hung herself from a tree. The noose, it was tight on her neck. Her eyes were popping out, but she was not dying. This has happened more than once, making the belief that the people are chosen even stronger. The woman walks through the sea of trees. She walks past the trail and starts making her way through the dense forest floor. She sees the yellow tent. It's tattered and torn, and her heart sinks. She tiptoes over to the tent and peeks inside. A young girl with pigtails and overalls is sitting Indian style and cowering. The woman smiles and motions with her hands. She's not here to hurt the little girl. She's smiling because she made it in time. Ever since that one day in the forest many years earlier, when that man, that stranger, came to her rescue, she vowed right then and there that she would return to the forest and do the same thing, rescuing people. It's the least she can do, for if it weren't for that man and his kindness, she would be gone, her life a quick blur, never leaving her teens. She now has a child of her own. She's married to a man who adores her and treats her good. And she owns her own little tiny business. And it's getting busier every single year. And she makes it a point, even though she's a busy gal with her business, she makes it a point, a ritual actually, to walk the suicide forest every other day, strolling through the sea of trees, searching for the lost, the depressed, her former self. You know, today a sensitive topic was discussed, suicide. Many know someone who has taken their lives, and for that I'm really sorry. May your loved ones truly be at peace. I myself have lost quite a few people this way, family members and friends, and it's hard. You know, we're all going to die, but when you you decide when you're going to die and you take your own life. It's a hard pill to swallow and it's rough. It really is. So if you or someone you know are depressed or having issues and need someone to talk to, I'm a good listener. Feel free to message me through social media at Prowlers on Twitter or even better, talk to a professional call the suicide hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. And, you know, I just need to say that I actually was really looking forward to doing this episode. I really wanted to dig in and do intense research and come up with more stories and events and incidents and maybe even some success stories, you know, of people that were actually rescued. But life got crazy. And a few nights ago, we actually rescued a baby hummingbird. And life has been pretty crazy. I don't have children, but waking up several times a night to wait to, you know, to feed the little fella. And uh, he's still hanging in there. But yeah, it's been uh, really crazy. And I really wish I could have done more with this episode. So for that, I'm sorry, because I really did want to spend more time with this one. But, you know, 
in a couple hours it's going to be being released and i did you know time's running out but anyways if you have been to the suicide forest please let me know i'd love to hear how it was there i i heard besides obviously you know why people go there that it is a beautiful place to go to and i love nature i love wildlife love the flowers so i would love to go there sometime and i would love to hear about your walk through the woods did you enjoy this week's episode listen to the others you guys they're equally phenomenal haven't heard every single one yet Oh, no need to cry, my friends. You can binge listen right now through any podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Republic. You know, basically, wherever you roam to listen to your other podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. This week's special city shoutouts go to Lake Arrowhead, California, Davie, Florida, Bremerton, Washington, Southampton, England, and Shipley, Oregon. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Anata no jinsi wa kishoduso, meaning that your life is precious, whether you're a human being or a sweet little hummingbird. See you next week. <laughs>